Welcome to the Lose Your Cravings podcast, taking a different approach to reducing your cravings once and for all with your host, Kisa Amaro, Certified Integrative Health Coach. Well, welcome back, my friends. I'm Kisa Amaro, and I help ambitious women manage their emotional eating without deprivation or complicated meal plans so they can show up fully in their life and their career. And hey, my friends, I have a huge favor to ask of you. I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave an honest review on whatever podcast app you are listening to right now. Just go ahead and pause me, leave an honest review. It could be super simple. It doesn't have to be anything complicated. You could just write great episode. That's all. Or you could write more if you feel so inclined. But what this does is it helps us show up higher in the search results and it it basically helps our outreach so we can reach and help and support more people just like you. I would greatly appreciate it. Okay, my friends, let's get on with the show. Today, I am introducing the concept of embodiment. What is this, you ask? Well, I will get into that. But we will also be talking about disembodiment to help define embodiment because many of us are living in disembodiment. So we can kind of grasp on and understand that we are out of touch with our physical body, its signals and its needs. I am also going to share with you how embodiment can help you reduce your overeating, manage your emotional eating and create a healthy exercise routine. So what exactly is embodiment? Embodiment is a state of being in which you feel connected and attuned to your physical body and senses. So think like sight, sound, touch, smell, taste, those things. It is when your mind listens to your physical body and honors what your body needs and is communicating. You create and feel embodiment when you get out of your head. Basically, don't let your thoughts carry you away to the past or the future and notice your feeling body. Like I said, the five senses and your physical body. As we grow up, we learn about our physical body, right? We learn about cells, tissues, organs, and organ systems. We learn about the skeletal system, our heart, and how it beats and circulates blood around our body. We learn about our digestive system and how it absorbs nutrients from the food we eat. And we recognize that we have these things in our body, right? We recognize we have a body, but we often think as our physical body in scientific terms. Something to be known, right? Something we have to take a test on, right? What what are all the organs in your digestive system, right? Um, but we rarely see our body as knowing, right? As a knowing being. And we rarely look at our body for the answers. So before we go into why we want to embrace embodiment to help us with emotional eating, overeating, and body image, let's look at disembodiment. Because a lot of us are in a state of disembodiment. And that's okay. So if embodiment is getting out of our heads, out of our thinking about the past or the future and connecting with our physical body and our five senses and being present, then disembodiment is being up in our head, thinking about the past or the future and disconnecting from our senses and with our physical body. So distractions in life, especially new technology, keep us up in our heads 
or off in space and lose connection with our physical body. This is disembodiment. We lose touch with the present and are up in our heads with thoughts about the past or the future. We lose touch with our five senses and what is going on in the world around us at the present moment. It's like we lose sensitivity to what is happening to our bodies below the neckline, right? Like we are numbing out. Now, diet culture creates disembodiment or it, it encourages disembodiment. Um, it, teaches, it teaches us that we should look a certain way, right? And fit into a certain mold. And to do that, we must let go of our intuitive signals and listen to the rules of the diet of the week, right? Eat this, not that. Um, only eat this much, eat at this time only. We follow food rules and we ignore our internal hunger and fullness cues, creating a disconnect with what our body needs, resulting in disembodiment. Now, extreme exercise regimens can also create disembodiment. When we follow a strict exercise routine without listening to our body and what it wants and needs for the day, we ignore our body's inner knowing and signals. This is where injury can happen, overexercising, and burnout. We lose touch with what our body needs and follow blindly what the exercise program is telling us to do for the day. This is disembodiment. Overeating also creates disembodiment. We try and escape what is going on, right? To escape our unwanted emotions or discomfort. We numb out on food so we don't have to feel what is going on in our body at the moment. So we don't have to feel the negative emotions that are uncomfortable. This is disembodiment. You're probably starting to see how disembodiment does not serve us and that we have fallen into habits that don't serve us that perpetuate disembodiment. Now, don't go judging yourself for this, right? We didn't know. We didn't know that going on a diet with rules and regulations was going to cause disembodiment. All we wanted was to lose some weight and fit into a smaller size, right? But now that we recognize that we are probably living in a state of disembodiment from the diets we have been on, the exercise routines we follow, or the overeating and numbing out, let's see what we can learn and how we can create embodiment to help reduce overeating, manage emotional eating, and reconnect to our inner knowing. So let's talk about fostering embodiment. Our bodies know how much to eat, okay? This may seem like a foreign concept because it was to me, but our bodies know how much to eat. Back in the day, no one cared about calories or macros. Like, we didn't even know what that was. Oh, you have to eat 1,500 calories. Wait, what? What, what, what do you mean by that? Or you got to hit your macros. But what are you talking about, <laughs> right? <laughs> They just ate when they were hungry and they stopped eating when they were full. In fact, I had an interesting experience the other night with my daughter. She asked to get some ice cream and I said yes. Usually I have her dish it into a bowl, but I walked into the living room where 
where she was a little, like a little bit later on. And I noticed that she was eating out of the container. And at first, um, thoughts going through my head and my mind was that, you know, she was going to eat the whole thing. Like, oh no, she's going to eat the whole thing. And I started to freak out, judging myself that I should have monitored more closely and had her put the ice cream into a bowl. But then something happened. She was done. She put the lid back on the container and put the ice cream back in the freezer. And guess what? There was still ice cream left in the container. She was listening to her body. Her body let her know when it had had enough ice cream and she just stopped eating it and put it away. And this amazed me, my friends, right? Because I was so worried. I was like, oh my God, she's going to eat the rest of that ice cream. What have I started? Like, what have I done? She's been unaffected by diet culture or food rules. She has none. Except what's for dinner is what's for dinner. (laughs) That's the only rule. But you get what I mean, right? She doesn't know what calories are or what fat means or what carbs mean. She doesn't know about restricting food or going on a diet. She listens to her body and eats when she's hungry and stops when she's full. She is in a state of embodiment when it comes to food. Before we were influenced by diet culture, we knew how much food we needed and what type of food we wanted. If we needed more carbs and and craved carbs, we would eat carbs. If our body needed more fat, we ate more fat. And our bodies still have those signals inside of us. We have just lost touch with them. We are too busy trying to follow food rules and worrying about gaining weight And we block them out. We silence them. But if we are quiet for a while and we listen, our body will tell us exactly what it needs. This, my friend, is embodiment. Embodiment can also help you better understand your emotional eating and help you manage it as well. With emotional eating, we are just eating food to cover up an unwanted emotion. It's that numbing out. The emotion is just a vibration in your body, but it's an uncomfortable feeling and you just don't want to feel it because your brain wants to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and do what's easiest. So you eat food to cover up unwanted emotions. The food gives you a dopamine hit which is this feel-good neurotransmitter in your brain, sending pleasure to your body. Eat food equals feel good. When we eat food to cover up what is really going on in our body, this is disembodiment. We are disconnecting from what's going on. So cultivating embodiment helps us to better recognize what is going on in our body. What are the negative emotions that you you are not wanting to feel? You dig deep to see what the root cause of your emotional eating is, and you realize that it is because you don't want to feel blank, frustration, stress, loneliness, um, unworthy. You don't want to feel anxiety, right? You don't want to feel these negative emotions. Once you get out of your head, 
all those thoughts in your brain about the stressful situation, right? Getting out of our head, like you can just let those those thoughts pass by or what's causing you the frustration. Once we let go of the of get at, getting out of our head and we let go of those thoughts, you start to notice what's going on in your body. You are able to process and allow your emotions. You notice where stress shows up for you in your body. You notice how frustration feels in your body. When you tune into what is going on in your physical body and listen to what it is telling you, you are fostering embodiment. You are in tune with your physical body. You listen to your physical body. You honor your physical body and what it is telling you. So I hope this is helping you understand what embodiment is and how by tuning into your physical body and making that mind-body connection, you are able to help manage your emotional eating, your overeating, and connect deeper with yourself. You may be thinking, you know, this sounds good and all, but how do I get there? And I am... Like, how do I get out of my head and feel into my body, right? Without letting this spiraling thoughts take over, right? How can I create embodiment? So I want to leave you with a few ways to help you foster embodiment. So the first way to foster embodiment is through mindful eating. Now, I have an episode on this topic, episode 29, so creatively titled Mindful Eating. I explain more about mindful eating, but essentially mindful eating is when you get rid of distractions while eating and you use your five senses to be aware of, notice, and enjoy what you are eating. When you do this, you create a connection between your hunger and fullness cues, as well as the brain-gut connection. Okay, next way to help foster embodiment. Let go of diet culture and get rid of food rules. When we are all up in our head about what we should and shouldn't be eating, then we are disconnected from what our body really needs. And what our body really needs isn't just certain foods, but maybe self-care, love, compassion, entertainment, or rest. When we let go of food rules, we are able to listen to what our body truly needs. Next, intuitive eating. Now, there's a lot to intuitive eating, especially if we have been wrapped up in diet culture for a while, but essentially it is letting go of diet culture and food rules, listening to your body body, and honoring your body and what it needs. It also includes noticing how different foods affect and feel in your body and honoring that. Maybe popcorn doesn't feel good in your stomach or too much cheese makes you constipated. It's about honoring that. But essentially, you are turning inward to your inner wisdom and listening to your body and what it needs and not allowing diet culture or fitness culture to influence your choices around food. Okay, next step on helping you or, or strategy, I should say strategy. You can choose, pick and choose any of these you want. You don't have to do them all. But another strategy to help you embody, um, sorry, um, encourage embodiment is through intuitive exercising or movement. So similar to intuitive eating, 
intuitive movement or exercise. Let's go of exercise rules or what you think exercise should look like and start to tune into your body and move in a way that feels good to your body and meets your needs. When you let go of how other people think you should work out or what you think constitutes as a workout, you are free to move in a way that you're that you enjoy and that serves you. And this fosters embodiment. Okay, next strategy. Body scan. Body scans are a great way to start to develop and foster that mind-body connection. A way to get out of your head and into your body. It helps bring awareness to different parts of your body and really see what's going on. You can access body scans on most meditation apps. My personal favorite is Insight Timer. Next, one of my favorite, my friends, yoga. Yoga is a wonderful way to help create that mind-body connection, to help you manage your thoughts and learn how to tune into your body and what it needs. There are so many types of yoga out there, and they are all beneficial. It's not about finding or sorry, it is about finding the right style of yoga that works for you and the right instructor, okay? So if you've tried it once, you're like, that's not for me, maybe try a different instructor, maybe try a different style. And next, allowing emotions. If you listened to my podcast, you are familiar with allowing emotions, right? This is the ultimate embodiment. You are connected with your physical body and notice the vibrations of different emotions going through your body. You allow the vibrations to be present and you just notice what's going on in your body without trying to resist or avoid it. And lastly, this kind of connects to yoga, um, but I put Tai Chi or dance and I put these two together, but you know, it's not limited to these two, but basically any movement that is mindful about the physical body. In dance and Tai Chi, you are very aware of the body part you are moving, right? Like I'm moving my hand upward or I'm stepping back with my right foot, right? You're very aware of what's going on and you're developing that mind-body connection and are aware of the movement of different body parts. Um, and this helps cultivate embodiment. Okay, my friends, what are you going to use to help you practice and cultivate embodiment? Like I said, you don't have to do all of these. You can pick and choose. These are just a bunch of strategies that you can um, choose from to help you cultivate embodiment. So how are you going to start connecting with your physical body and start listening to its knowing? I hope this introduction to embodiment helps you see that breaking free from food rules and exercise rules and body size we think we should be is a freedom that will turn that will in turn help you manage your emotional eating and overeating. Okay my friends, this is all I have for you today. And once again, if you like what you heard on this podcast, please leave an honest review wherever you are listening. And join me for my next episode where I address the question, what's keeping you from asking for help? You know who you are, my friends. Until next time, have a great week. Bye, y'all.